Welcome to Viewpoints, listeners. I'm your host, Henry Gross. It gives me great pleasure to welcome to Viewpoints uh, again, Michelle Leonard, who's the Victorian State Leader, Mission Australia. And they've just released their uh, Staying at Home, a youth survey report on young people's experience of homelessness. But firstly, welcome to Viewpoints, Michelle. Thank you very much, Henry. Great to be here. Now, before we get into the report, um, we were just briefly chatting off air. It's it's tough times at the moment, uh, well, everywhere, but here in Victoria. Mission Australia, the work you're doing under the uh, the, the dark cloud of COVID-19, tell us a little bit about that in general. Yeah, look, Mission Australia has um, really, you know, stepped up, like many, many social services across the country. I think it's been a time that we really have had to, and we've had to be quite innovative and um, really responsive to the, the the whole COVID pandemic across the country and how it's impacting people everywhere. In Victoria, we've had a really um, we've done some really exciting work, especially around working with our Aboriginal community. At, um, we have the Social Enterprise Charcoal Lane, which is a, a restaurant, and it trains young Aboriginal um, trainees through a hospitality program, and we've been able to pivot our kitchen at the restaurant and work with a a great number of Aboriginal organisations, including the Victorian Aboriginal Health Service, Aboriginal Elders in the Yarra Council, the Aboriginal Support Service there, Aboriginal Housing Victoria Co-Health in Billabong, Melbourne Victorian Aboriginal Support and Recreation Cooperative to, to deliver meals out to Aboriginal families and elders in need. So that's been one really exciting activity that we've been involved in and has um, been supported by Darabin, Moreland and Yarra Council. That's been great. Mm. For, for our um, Indigenous uh, people, uh, COVID-19 um, uh, has, could have a, t- a, a very serious effect uh, on those people as it does for, for many other parts of the community. Anything in particular there that uh, stands out for you? Yes, look, we've had very close contact with our um, Aboriginal, inner city Aboriginal community particularly. COVID-19 has really increased um, the amount of people living in homes together. So that's, that's certainly been a, a, a big issue for community. A lot of young people have, you know, moved in and so there's a lot of overcrowding in homes and that's, you know, our, our meals have kind of helped with that. There's also been issues around, um, you know, people who are dependent on drug and alcohol and trying to support those Aboriginal um, community members. And and if it comes to a point where Aboriginal community members um, are, are positive, that has, that that that's a that's a big issue for community just around housing and where people can go. So there's a lot of support. We've been working very closely with community, with Victorian Aboriginal Health Service and Aboriginal Housing particularly um, to support those people. Uh, we'll come on to the, the youth survey in a moment, Michelle, but mm-hmm. um, I can't help but thinking that, uh, and this seems to be a pattern across the world, and I'm sure it's here, Mission Australia, uh, a lot of your work, your work is focused on many of the more vulnerable people and communities, uh, people in our community, uh, COVID-19 has really given them a big whack. How has it impacted on your people and, and your capacity to, 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 to support those people and themselves in, in these very tough times? Yes, certainly. So 
Um, our staff, so like, you know, staff across the country, we've gone into lockdown. So we have maybe 60 staff across the state who are in lockdown. They do a lot of case management type of work and that's all gone online. So that's been, you know, challenging and interesting. I think a lot of people, you know, there's been a lot of IT and making sure that that works for the staff and for the people that we're supporting. So that's been very interesting in that space. The, our two social enterprises, Charcoal Lane and Synergy. So Charcoal Lane, as I just mentioned, has been operating with the meals. Synergy is a, a, is a um, trainee program for young recidivist offenders who are working in the um, spray painting and metal industry. And so we've been, that's been able to stay open. However, our training program and our trainee program at the restaurant have not been able to continue because we haven't been able to have the young people at the space. I think there's one program that we are involved in called Navigators. So Navigators is a program that connects young people to school, so people who have disengaged from school. And our um, our staff report in that program, that's, there's been a positive move in that program where they've had a lot more contact with families because a lot of families are now educating their children from home and so that, that's been a really positive thing. That, that's increased that connection, which has been great in trying to um, support many different avenues of connecting those young people back to school. Interesting you raise that. I'm a school principal in another life and um, the remote learning experience uh, has has um, has had many, many different viewpoints on it. One of them is that uh, the parents are finding it particularly challenging, uh, particularly those who are working from home or those who don't even have jobs. What's the feedback you're getting from the parent perspective on um, the the homeschooling arrangements? Yes, look, it, it, doesn't, it just doesn't just vary, you know, between every parent and every child, really. Um, but some of the different reports I get, so for some parents, it's a great experience. For parents who are working... It, it's very challenging and so, you know, even with colleagues that I work with, um, you know, working full-time jobs, even part-time jobs and trying to manage educating children at home is very challenging. I think for some of our clients, some young people really enjoy that connection with their families. Some young people don't want to have anything to do with it. So, you know, it really varies, doesn't it, across families. Mm, it certainly does. What's been your biggest challenge in the last few months in, in Mission Australia? Our biggest challenge um, it has been really managing, so managing um, probably a lot of our, our big social housing programs and also we have an aged care facility um, in New South Wales. So those programs, managing people... Um, trying to get people to stay inside, um, to stay at home. That, that's been, they're, they're, they've been very high on our agenda. Um, you know, it's, it's not easy. A lot of people who, who do have mental health issues or are, or are just suffering in lots of different ways don't understand why they have to stay in. And so, you know, that can be a challenging situation. But I, I know just, you know, over the last, two weeks particularly our aged care facility has really been at the height of our attention and um, making sure that that facility is in the best shape it can be to avoid getting any 
any positive cases. Mm, good point. Now, when you take a short break, uh, Michelle, when we come back, we'll focus on your Staying Home, a youth survey report on young people's experience of homelessness. Can you hold the line? Sure. Thanks, Henry. Welcome back to Viewpoints Listeners. I'm your host, Henry Grosick. I'm in a discussion with the Victorian State Leader of Mission Australia, Michelle Leonard. Welcome back, Michelle. Thank you, Henry. Now, uh, Michelle, the Staying Home, a youth survey uh, report on young people's experience of homelessness, that's just been published. Um, you might like to start the conversation. Yes, certainly, Henry. So just maybe just to um, explain Mission Australia. So Mission Australia is a national... Um, non-denominational Christian organisation that delivers evidence-based, client-centred community services with a focus on ending homelessness and ensuring people and communities in need can thrive. A very important part of our work is really um, getting the voice of our clients out into the community, out into public policy, so that um, they can really express what's impacting them. Staying at Home, a youth survey report on people's experience of homelessness, young people's experience of homelessness, is just such a report. And so this report is the voice of 22,673 young Australians um, between the age of 15 and 19 and their, um, their experience of homelessness. And and the figures are uh, in many ways, Michelle, quite quite disturbing. I mean, one area, and right now, I mean, there's so many, but one area that um, in COVID nineteen, one of many that would be concerning is the the number of them that are what we call couch surfing. Yeah, absolutely. So the report has shown that one in six young people living in Victoria, aged fifteen to nineteen. Um, are experiencing homelessness and of those one in eight um, respondents are couch surfing. So couch surfing is when young people are moving and are transient, so moving from one place to another mm-hmm. trying to find a bed and it's um, distressing that even young people under the age of 12 it reports their first experience of couch surfing. Mm, that's terribly young, isn't it? It's terribly young and we work with a lot of young people um, as they, you know, over different years of their adolescent life and many of us, many of them report to us very young ages of experiencing homelessness. Now, now, bullying's uh, something which is one of those, uh, one of those unfortunate phenomena in society and eradicating it is, is proving to be very difficult to Kids who are homeless, um, the reports on the level of bullying that they suffer um, are quite astronomical, aren't they? Yes, the proportion of young people who have experienced homelessness reported that they have been bullied in the past year. So 40% compared to 17% of young people who have never experienced homelessness. Bullying emerges in many of our reports. So in our our, um, youth survey, the, the overall arching report Bullying comes out in many different aspects and um, especially experienced in school and TAFE and university environments. True. Psychological distress, that's um, 
for, for, for homeless kids, 51.7% compared to 21.1% for those who haven't experienced it. Um, that has a terrible ripple effect uh, on all of us at the end of the day, doesn't it? Yes, I think, um, you know, there's, there's a whole combination of issues that young people face mm. that, that lead them in this pathway. So I think the, the staff on the ground um, are, you know, report lots of different situations with different young people that they're working with directly. Things like young people present with poor living skills, the mental health issue is a large issue and it can be an issue that impacts homelessness but also can lead to homelessness. You know, it's a a combination kind of issue, that one. Um, they, They also report having... Little family support, they, you know, not having extended relationships to fall back on is, is very um, high on the list of what young people report to when they're facing homelessness. Other things like aversion to shared housing, no education, limited employment, sustainability of income, witnessing family and domestic violence, these issues are facing these young, young people all the time and just are making it harder and harder for them to secure um, good, good living standards. It, it begs that chestnut perennial question, doesn't it, Michelle? Australia is a first world country. We're one of the materially wealthiest countries on earth. Why have we got such a problem? You must ask yeah, yourself yeah. that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, and it's um, you know, something that emerges a lot in, within the homeless um, conversation mm. is around... Um, provision, provision or lack of provision of social housing. So the Productivity Commission noted that the provision of social housing has lagged population growth, while Commonwealth rental assistance for those in private rental markets markets have not kept pace with rental prices over the past two decades. So these type of issues are impacting the homeless situation across the country and um, and in addition to that, it's, I think it's really financial support for organisations to really address issues that are facing young people from an early age to really have those wraparound support services there so that they don't lead a, a lifetime of homelessness um, as they are adults. And I think Mission Australia as an organisation, um, you know, we promote that it's just not acceptable. It's not acceptable to to live and to operate in the way that things are. We must take action to make real and lasting changes. True, and and I'm looking at some of your recommendations. Obviously, looking forward, this uh, we can we can look at the stats. We've got to come up with something. One of your recommendations is a national homelessness plan for, with a special focus on young people. So there is no coordinated national plan or focus on homelessness. No, there's, um, there's a lot of, we promote heavily for a national homelessness plan and also um, included in, in that call out is new social housing and dwellings. So in Victoria, we're calling out for 6,000 new social housing dwellings over the next 10 years and across the country, 500,000 by, by 2030 nationally. Mm. What's the response you're getting from um, the people in, in the governments? Look, in, in the government, there's, um, it's been interesting over the COVID period. The COVID period has really 
brought people together. In many situations, there's been a big emphasis on even getting um, homeless people off the street and into hotels. We, we know that in those hotels, there's over 200 young people, or 500, I think, women and children who are also living in those hotels. There's been a lot of collaboration and there's been increased funding, as we know, um, with JobSeeker and those those type of packages that the government has released. Over um, for homelessness generally, it, you know, it's moving, it's moving, Henry, but it's not moving fast enough. No, no, that's that's so true. One of the, one of the areas, and and we find this in our schools too, that that creates a lot of issues for young people, um, and families per se, is domestic and family violence. Uh, uh, that that certainly doesn't help, and there's so much work to be done in that space, isn't there? Yeah, it, it yeah, it's it's a big space, and Victoria is really a leader in that space, and has done quite a lot of work, which is really commendable, and um, that that. You know that's right across the social service sector and in other institutions like police, um, family and children's services. You know everyone is really focused on that. I think for young people, you know, in our our synergy program that works to help people get apprenticeships in the um, car industry, we know sometimes that domestic and family violence situation pushes young people out of home. We have young people that come to us who have, you know, ended up sleeping in cars. Sometimes sleeping in cars can also um, move into, you know, activity because they might break into cars, they end up in, in detention. They come to us to, to move through that process and gain lifelong skills um, to move them out away from detention and the prison system, you know, out of justice. So it has a lot of different elements to it, domestic and family violence, and it's obviously mm. distressing. And, you know, as we know, through many different reports, um, it, it carries right through people's lives. Uh, Tom's got away from us, Michelle. Um, when you sit down and reflect, I mean, the great work you do, and you did say there's so much more to be done. Uh, I hope you don't ever get too despairing of lack of progress or, or pace of progress. No, I think, you know, like, it's, you know, it's an agenda that's really important and especially young people in our society as, as adults in the society, it's our job to make their life rich and then thrive. So, you know, if we stand idle, too many young people will continue to be pushed into homelessness mm. and we'll be on the back foot as they transition to adulthood. Many will, will miss out on vital education and employment opportunities they shift from one inadequate and temporary dwelling to another. So um, it's certainly not something that is overwhelming. It's something that's high on our agenda as a community to support our young people and lift lift everyone in the community because we're supporting those who are, um, you know, most marginalised. Mm, absolutely. And uh, in closing, can I thank you for your time, but more importantly, Michelle, the great work that you do and... Uh, and, and, and the stoicism that you have, uh, you and your organisation, Mission Australia, to support our young, because the, the young are the future. Thank you too, Henry. We really appreciate your interest and, and the opportunity to share this information with you know, the greater community.
Thank you. That was Michelle Leonard, the Victorian State Leader, Mission Australia, and you can get access on their website to their report, Staying Home, a youth survey report on young people's experience of homelessness. We'll take a short break, listeners. Don't go away.